They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Matt Madness Unsanctioned. My name is Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net, host of the Matt Madness podcast. I'm here with a wonderful guest today, all the way from Down Under in Australia, the wonderfully talented, hilariously funny, iconic Shivani. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. It is a pleasure to have you. I will also mention you are a great follow on Twitter as well. If anybody's not following you, what is your Twitter handle for everybody listening? Oh, it's like Shiv with like five V's. <laughs> is it is it five? Are you sure it's I'm five? I'm pretty sure it's five. I'm gonna triple check that for you right this second. All right. Yeah, I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna send anybody to another Shiv because you're the one they wanna follow. I'm the pretty one. So you are. just look for the pretty <laughs> So they can um, just so type that in and find the one that's the prettiest and then follow follow that one. Yeah, it's right. um Shiv. Four V's, XO. <laughs> okay, so S-H-I, four V's, XO. Yeah, that's good. All right, that should, that should take care of any confusion about where to follow you on Twitter. Uh, I wanted to have you on the show because, one, you are from an entirely different country. I have not had anyone on from another country before. Uh, you okay. are not the typical WWE mark. You like all the indies, all the stuff I don't have time to watch with my full-time job as a WWE fan. Uh, because they require almost full-time hours every week. So I thought you'd be an interesting guest. I thought people would really like to hear what you have to say. And if you're ready, I'm going to ask you the first question that I ask everybody who comes on the show. Yeah, sure. You good to go? Yeah, sure, sure. Let's do it. All right. So what is it that made you fall in love with the art form that is professional wrestling? <sighs> to be honest, mm-hmm. it just, I just picked it up. Like, I picked it up with my brothers. I was four years old. I have two older brothers, so I was a tomboy. Um, and, you know, uh, WCW would come on um, sort of every week, um, and you'd see these barges in life, badass, like ruthless people um, coming out every day, just giving hell. And that's really where I sort of started getting into it. And um, then I started getting into the Monday Night Wars. I'm not obviously fully old enough to be into the older style, but I did right. see a little bit of Hulk Hogan's and, and um, the old, old style wrestling. So, yeah, I mean, that's really where it all started. Um, and then I'm not going to lie, I did drop off a little bit um, in the Ruthless Aggression era. Okay, so um, did I. I did too. It wasn't, yeah, yeah, it wasn't the greatest um, for me personally, <laughs> but also um, I just didn't have cable. <laughs> At the time. So, so it, wasn't, it wasn't totally by choice. It wasn't totally by choice, but even when I did have a chance to tune in, um, it just didn't fully get me. But I have been a basically a lifelong wrestling fan since I was a toddler. So for me, yeah, that's how okay. it all started. That's what made me sort of – what made me fall in love was just being wowed by these guys that would just go out there and cause hell, really. It just really – really 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 got me invested <laughs> so now did watching wrestling as a four-year-old affect your behavior in any way uh, i'd probably say so when i became a teenager because <laughs> i wasn't the greatest uh-huh. to deal with were you, cutting, um, were you cutting promos on people left and right oh uh, i wasn't cutting promos but i was getting very violent oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um me and my brothers i think my brothers started to know that i would get uh, more and more into wrestling and and they'd start to sort of um, have pull out the mattress and we'd have the fights that you're not supposed to have and you're not supposed to do these moves at home, but, you know, everyone did them as a kid. Um, so my favorite was actually the Walls of Jericho. Um, that was my favorite move to put my brothers in. Um, and, yeah, just sort of started from there. Now, did you ever kind make of- your brothers tap with the Walls of Jericho? Yeah, I actually um, – I do have a crazy story. Me and my brother were fighting once um, in – there are like these, like down in our sort of area, and there was a mat, like a massive um, sponge on the ground. So we were fighting, and he jumped over the couch. And when he jumped over the couch, he um, smacked his head against the concrete pillar and cracked his <laughs> open. Um, and I just kind of won by default. But that was a really, really scary moment because his 
skull was split. So I was like, oh, shit, no one going to do this at home. So the, the referee but, basically had to stop the match. Basically. But yeah. there was no ref. So it, was okay. <laughs> it was like your version of the Mick Foley Undertaker Hell in a Cell from back in the day, almost. Pretty much. It was pretty iconic. <laughs> well, there's that word. So you, you mentioned something interesting. The first wrestling you watched was WCW. I did. I mean, you know, being that young, you don't fully remember everything, but when you right. sort of go through and you can, you know, go back and, you know, watch these things on the network for just nine ninety five a month, <laughs> um, basically you, you, you start to remember, oh, like, oh, shit, I actually remember this. Or, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, it was those little things that sort of jog your memory. But, yeah, growing up, it was all um, thing, you know, Medusa with her infamous starting the title in the bin and all these things, like, it was just pretty cool, so. Yeah, yeah I, rem- I remember that. <laughs> yeah, the Nitro Girls. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Did you like the Nitro Girls? I mean, it was interesting. I wanted to dance like them, so I guess they, they got me into it. <laughs> now, what did you want more, to dance like the Nitro Girls or to wrestle like the guys and girls that were in the ring? I guess I kind of wanted to be a wrestler. I've always thought about it but i've never really pursued okay well not many of us have pursued it uh so what did you like better in that time did you like wcw or wwe better i mean i started with wcw um because obviously the monday night wars came in and things started to get a little bit more attitude error-y um (laughs) is when i was like bing 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 you've got my attention take all my money all right, so, so you, you were a big Attitude Era fan. Oh, absolutely. I, I grew up with that. Okay. Now, on to the next question I like to ask. Now, you're not from the United States, so I'm not sure if no. you have any idea what Mount Rushmore is. Um, I have heard of it, but I don't think I've been there, and I think I've seen some photos of okay. funny <laughs> photos. Yeah. yeah, Mount Rushmore is four of the greatest American presidents, all their faces carved into the side of a mountain. So Right. People in, in the United States will, when you're ranking your, your favorite of anything, they'll say, what's your Mount Rushmore, which means your four favorite of all time. So yeah. I'm not sure if you have four favorites of all time, but I will ask anyway. Who is your Mount Rushmore, your four favorite pro wrestlers of all time? <laughs> um, for me, it's really hard. I mean, I've got my top two. Okay. Um, my, my three and four, third and fourth, are really, really hard to sort of <laughs> – um, pick because I feel like there was nobody that sort of stole me the way the first two did. Right. Um, and some people might not agree with it, but my number one of all time is hands down Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. Um, <laughs> just everything. You, you just you can't go wrong with him. He's um, he's classic. He's incredible. He's changed wrestling. There'll never be another Stone Cold. Um, and the things that he got to do was so incredible so for me i was so emotionally invested in him um and i i do say that he was a a major reason why um the monday night wars and you know sort of attitude era took off uh i completely agree with that stone cold steve austin there will never be another one he's the first of his kind and the last of his kind absolutely um and then number two number two triple h wow now i'm I know people will probably not agree with it, but for me, again, it's all about how I was invested and how his, you know, his portrayal of how he took his gimmicks and, and really worked them and watching the evolution of Triple H, um, it just, you know, got better and better as he went along. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, um, it's always been about him. I think the major thing for me in his career would definitely have been um, – you know, the whole McMahon-Helmsley era um, sort of time, that was the real peak and the, the, the bit of his career that I enjoyed the most, aside from DX. Okay, so now do you still do you still see an evolution in his character even today? And is he, uh, do you still like him as much as you did now that he is in the front office of WWE? I do. I find that I have... Um, almost more of a higher respect for him than I did previously. Um, you know, because he sort of ran the course with his um, career, even in his prime, and 
you know, being in, in, in stables and, you know, doing his own solo career work and then, you know, partners and tag teams. I find like he's done a lot of it. Um, and, you know, he's been on the top and been there many times and to be able to take that and then, you know, look at it from a business standpoint and then start to build your life as a completely different person and um, do all these things that he was never to, to now building something like NXT. Um, yeah. It's, it's so admirable, and I look up to people like that who can consistently adapt and evolve, which is his favorite thing, and I'm going to get that tattooed on me. I'm Are you? Great, yeah, I'm going to get it on my wrist because I find that um, is the greatest way to look at life is that, you know, no matter what you're doing, you always have to adapt and you always have to evolve because things are always changing, times are changing, um, people change, and you just have to roll with it, and I love that, so I want to get it tattooed on me. I think, I think that's great. Do you have the script and everything picked out for it, or are you still deciding on what you want it to look like? Still sort of deciding, but I will sort of be the generic cursive. Um, <laughs> well, but I, I want to get a little hammer there as well. Yeah, I don't know how many. Oh, you're going to get the hammer too? I'm going to get the hammer logo, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to. Now, how? what's the time frame on you getting this? Because I kind of can't wait to see this. Um, I've been trying to chase up my tattooist. I do have a guy that I usually do, but um, he's kind of busy and I'm kind of busy, so we clash. But um, when I do go to him, I've got a few ideas of like small things that I want to get done, and I, I want to get you know, a few things done. So I'll probably do it all day because um, then I can't really you know get to him at a later date. But yeah, I'm <laughs> looking at about you know the next couple months. All right. So, well, I look forward to seeing it. I don't know how many people have Triple H tattoos out there, but. I'm oh, looking forward to seeing that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm also going to get um, the stone, stone Cold Skull on me somehow, some way. Okay. I think that would um, be cool too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought I'd put my own sort of skin on it and um, put um, that in there with the WrestleMania 32 sort of logo slash colors slash something for that because it is memorable for me. And obviously being my first WrestleMania um, in Texas and it's just really fitting. So I just thought something along the lines of maybe the, the flag and maybe the state shape, um, <laughs> with the something like that um, yeah. just to remind me of my experience. Okay, so now I'm moving on to the next question, and this may be another hard one for you for you because, like I said, I follow you on Twitter, and there is no shortage of wrestlers currently working that you're a fan of. So is there any way you could name just five of your top five wrestlers working today? Oh, I, I, I'll try not to be biased in the <laughs> sense that I'm just going to talk about independence because... If I talk about independence, it'll just be like my top fifty. Right. Um, top <laughs> five. <laughs> so you don't want to be well, here for two hours talking about your top fifty current wrestlers. Yeah, pretty much, and I don't <laughs> want to pull people like that, especially if they're not in the independent thing. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, right now for WWE and I guess wrestling all over, mm -hmm. um, my favorite would probably be Kevin Owens. Okay, very good choice. Um, to see someone like Kevin Owens, um, who is not your average wrestler-looking person, mm -hmm. um, do what he does day in, day out, um, and then obviously come from such a prestigious independent background right. um, to take over with WWE and you know just win his first Universal Championship, which is incredible um like to see see all of that is is just awesome and i just think he is so talented um and he can move for a big guy oh so, you have the stuff he does you feel like he should not be able to do it oh yeah you just don't think he's gonna do it but he does it in his shop. <laughs> um and i think because he is so passionate about what he does mm. um it really shows in his work and you know he's such an awesome such an awesome heel. Um, oh, he's so good. He's so good. He gets you um, emotionally invested. He gets you angry. He gets you. He gets you feeling all the emotions that yeah. you want to feel with go to an event, and that's what wrestling is about. It's about feeling the emotion, feeling um, being drawn in, and then you know just taking it for what it is. And I just I love everything about him. So he's probably my favorite. Okay. 
Now, who else you got on there? This is so tough. <laughs> I uh, know. I'm sorry to do that to you. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to sort of be a, like all, like talk about all sorts of companies, not just um, independents, but um, number two, probably. I'm going to throw some names out there for me, Juan. I'm, I'm struggling with this one. <laughs> because you don't want to leave anybody out? Yeah, I don't want to leave anybody out, but I'm also having a mind blank. You're having so a mind hard. blank? Yeah. I, know, I know there's one guy we're not allowed to name. Oh, we can talk about Drew. Okay, okay so you're allowed to say <laughs> his name. I won't. I love Drew Galloway. He's incredible. Um, independent scenes as well. Okay, I'm going to go out there and say Will Ospreay. Okay. Um, personally, I don't know if you know him, um, but he is incredible. I think for you know a 22, 23 year old um, wrestler, mm-hmm. he is just so awesome. He has the look. He has the acrobatic skills. He's talented. Um, you know, I just I love everything about him. Um, he's working a lot in New Japan. Um, obviously, he's British, so you know, there's a lot of um, exposure on him at the moment, so dare I say he will sort of have that opportunity down the track where he could be looking at the big leagues. Yeah. Um, but there is just so much about him when you watch him in the ring. It's like it's incredible. It's, it's um just everything about him. It's just awesome. so you so, like uh, him. You like him more than Vader likes him, I guess. Because Vader did not seem to like that the, the big match that went viral on the internet a few months ago. Yeah, sorry, your question cut out at the start. Oh, okay. I said, so you like him more than Vader likes him? Of course. <laughs> All right. Now, he, you he just... Vader. Yeah, he, he's nobody now. Um, exactly. And there's no reason to hate on the guys working today. There's no reason to Absolutely. do it. But and that's you, the worst a veteran to do, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I completely agree. You should be supporting the guys. You, you paved the way for these guys. Now support them when it's their turn, because you can't... Exactly. You can't do it forever unless you're Ric Flair. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, you just that mentioned sense? that Osprey may go into the big leagues, which this is something I've been waiting to ask you, is because you love these guys on the independents and you watch their careers and you don't watch as much WWE, what does it feel like for you when these guys do eventually go to WWE? It hurts my heart. <laughs> um Look, the amount of times I've you know seen independent wrestlers and, and, and loved what they do in the indies and, and worked that and then heard that they're signing, you know, for WWE, it, it sort of used to upset me a lot because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, like no one's going to see a true potential, you know what I mean? Um, there's, this, there's this thing with WWE and, and, and washing down <laughs> wrestlers. Um, to show their true potential, and um, it really sucks. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, if you really love a wrestler and you really admire what they do, you're going to want to support them no matter what. And obviously, if someone's end goal, end goal is to be in the E, then, you know, kudos to them and, you know, wish them all the best and enjoy that paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the paycheck because is Because it's going to be a whole lot better than what you're doing. Right. So now it hurts you not so much that you won't get to see them on the indies. It hurts you more in the fact that they're not going to be, you don't feel that they'll be used to their fullest potential in the WWE. Absolutely. And just backtracking to your uh, last question, Mm -hmm. um, I have to put out there that one of my favorites right now, without a doubt, I can't believe I even has his mind. I'm so sorry if he ever turns this show on and has a listen. Um, But Tommy N. Okay. (laughs) Is my he is my number one independent wrestler currently. Okay. Um, he, to me, like, he, to me, has the look. He has the attitude. He has the, um, he's so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what I really like about him is that he's very unique and he has, he's, he's always the same person. Um, and I feel like a lot of what he does in the ring um, reflects what he does in his personal life too, which a lot of wrestlers, you know, even in the WWE can't really do these days. Right. Um, so for me, he's always himself, and that's admirable. I'm always an honest person, and I always believe that people should always be themselves. So when I see him in the ring, I, I don't see a, I don't get wowed the way that, I guess, 
I just, I don't know. He's just, oh, he's incredible. So for me, it's just Tommy End. Um, if you don't know him, he's, um, he works a lot in the UK promotion. So he does um, a lot of um, progress. Uh, he did a lot of um, smaller companies to RevPro um, UK, but a lot of the things, um, a lot of the companies that I've actually heard that he might be going to WWE, which is oh, quite really? interesting. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, he did his last sort of UK promotion a couple months back. Um, okay. I'm not sure what, if he's just free agent currently. There's been talks and rumors about him signing with WWE, but he has not confirmed anything, so... Um, I, I'm not really sure what's happening. Um, it's kind of a mystery at this point in time. <laughs> Are you ready for that if it does happen? I mean, I'm ready for it in terms of, yeah, wow, like he deserves this. Um, he deserves every single cent that he earns. <laughs> um, but it's also, um, yeah, just being able to, um, I guess, see him in the big big companies in the big leagues and, and being able to actually see him on tour, which would be awesome. So you'd actually get to see him a lot more than once a year. Um, and, and that's cool. So while I am happy for him in that sense, um, obviously it's always like, ugh. Yeah. He's going to be <laughs> <laughs> No. Have you gotten to see him live before? I have. Um, I saw him in Dallas this year. So um, when I went to WrestleMania week, um, I saw him at the show, which is also a small um, American promotion, Russian promotion. Um, and yeah, that was really, really cool to see. And then he was at a few of the smaller shows too, so I um, really did enjoy that. All right, so you, you mentioned your time in Dallas. You said you were there for two weeks, right? Yeah. Two weeks in Dallas. Um, so was, was there a highlight of WrestleMania week for you? And was WrestleMania itself a disappointment? During the WrestleMania two weeks, um, absolutely not. I think being able to like have an incredible. I I think I I think because I am so friendly and I am so open and I am so like, hey everyone, let's party and and I'm very social. <laughs> I get to know everyone. Um, I was very inviting. Um, and I think that really helped keep the flow. You know, the people you meet and and things like that. So. I ended up meeting these really cool um, Scottish wrestlers <laughs> at my hotel. <laughs> we ended up, ended up having pool parties, and I was inviting people over. And, yeah, it was really cool, like just randoms that you'd meet that you just know are there for wrestling. Um, I think that's the greatest thing about going to a WrestleMania is that everyone is your friend. Yeah. Like, um, and you can just randomly go up to someone and know they're a wrestling fan and start to talk to them about it. And there were so many cool people that I met in this trip. It was Absolutely incredible. Um, I met a guy who actually looked like Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah? <laughs> was he short like but Daniel Bryan or no? He was, I shit you not, <laughs> a slicking image of him. If <laughs> He was blonder. Like he had more blonde hair, whereas Daniel was a bit more brown. Uh-huh. Um, looked exactly like him with the long hair and the beard and everything. And Daniel was his favorite. Oh, so right. Really cool to see, like, um, yeah, it was just incredible. Um, highlight for me, obviously, being at WrestleMania was so awesome. Um, that was my first WrestleMania ever, so it was incredible to see, you know, the likes of Stone Cold, HBK, Mankind, you know, <laughs> sort of Nick Foley share the same stage and watching 101,000 people lose their shit um, was incredible um so i think i chose a really good wrestlemania to go to um my seats weren't the greatest but you know it is what it is and and you learn from that as you yeah. go along <laughs> the trip. Um, so, so you learned your lesson about where to get your seats pretty much i think you definitely need to elevate it if you're going to be on the floor unless if you're on the floor you need to be ringside <laughs> yeah because it is tough to see past that sea of people and i'm sure there was a lot of signs that's hard to see past um, yeah, there were signs, but it was just the, um, I think it was just the way that was set out, or maybe just because of the way we were seated. We were actually behind commentary. Oh, okay. Um, it was very difficult to sort of see. Yeah. Um, see a lot of it. So a lot of the time I was looking up to the big screens, which kind of sucks. But, yeah, that takes away um, from part of being there live, is if you're watching it on exactly. the screen. <laughs> yeah, and then, um... You know, but when the entrances happened, for example, Undertaker, I had goosebumps. Yeah, um, it sure. Was, it like you you grow up and you think, okay, you're gonna see that one day, and you're not gonna. 
like everyone else who says it's the most amazing or Michael Cole for probably the 40,000th time. I have goosebumps. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, it's just all time. You know, like you don't think these things until you're there and you're like, holy shit, Michael Cole was right. Like yeah. this is <laughs> For once, incredible. Michael Cole was right. <laughs> for once, Michael Cole actually makes sense. Everybody's yeah, right he, once in a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just was in awe. Like I just – you could – I was sitting far, far back, and I could feel the heat from the stage. And oh, really? I was, yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> um, and then obviously Shane O'Mac's entrance with the dollar, dollar bills, yo, like <laughs> all this, like this money falling, like it was awesome. Um, you know, who else had a really crazy entrance? Yeah. Oh, for me, I oh, oh, well, when I thought when I heard Stone Cold's music, obviously. <laughs> so you lost I your think, shit at that point. Oh, I lost my shit at that point, and I'm so. <laughs> So saddened you didn't have me on Snapchat during um, WrestleMania week because people, when I came back, people were like, oh, <laughs> shit. what was wrong with you, Shiv? Like, you were just like drunk all the time. Were you on drugs? Like, what? what I was on a natural high, I swear. Like, it was just incredible. Um, then I saw Triple H's entrance and I was like, mind blown with Stephanie standing there. Like, oh, yeah. it was incredible. Well, that was going to so be my really, next question because Triple yeah. H is your second favorite of all time. And I know we yeah. talked a little bit before the show and I mentioned some of my uh, – how annoyed I get with how people hate on Roman Reigns. And I know you are not a Roman Reigns hater. You like Roman Reigns. I that, absolutely love Reigns. Yeah, that match got a lot of – match got a lot of criticism. Uh, people sure, thought it went on – huh? I said I feared for my life at WrestleMania mm-hmm. because <laughs> I couldn't even wear a Roman Reigns shirt without someone attacking me. It was actually quite sad. Are you serious? So people were giving yeah. you shit about just wearing a Roman Reigns shirt? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was even worse um, when you're actually seated in the crowd. Um, I couldn't even – you should have – I mean, you'll never know until you're actually there what it feels like to be booed by, like, 100,000 people. Yeah. Um, and it's – I don't know, I have so much, like, respect for him, mm-hmm. like, to go out all the time, but I was, you know, I would be screaming and cheering, and there would be, obviously, some of us minority who were, yeah. and um, we would get absolutely slaughtered in the crowd for it. People would turn around and say, oh, I'm fucking you a Roman Reigns fan, or why <laughs> would you fucking like him? And, and, like, I literally almost got in a punch-up because of it. These two guys were drunk in front of us and started to get lippy, and it was just... One of those things where someone was just taking this event way too seriously. Yeah, so, so how close were you to putting someone in the walls of Jericho that night? <laughs> um, pretty close, but they got kicked out because they got in a fight with <laughs> so they So somebody else, they were lucky that they fought somebody else instead of you. Yeah, pretty much. Because you would have um, cracked their skull giving them a walls of Jericho. Much. Not going to lie. <laughs> but what was it like uh, seeing that match in person? What match, sorry? The, the Triple H Roman Reigns match. Oh. I didn't know, like, how to react. I think at that point I was just so overwhelmed. Like, mm-hmm. there was just so many emotions that I felt. It was not only from the, the actual card itself and whether I agree or disagree, because I was actually really, really upset with um, the women's championship match um, result. Yeah. Um, with Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha. So who are, you, who are you rooting for? Because my favorite wrestler currently was in that match. I'm not sure if you know who my favorite wrestler is, but my favorite wrestler did not win that match. Yeah, well, for me, I am a throw and through Sasha Banks fan. Like, okay. I am the, like, I absolutely love her. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely love Charlotte and I absolutely love Becky. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's always been about Sasha. Um, so for me, I was decked out in Sasha gear um, <laughs> and I was, so ready for her to win this title because I was like, yep, they're going to book this right. They're going to give her her WrestleMania moment. This is incredible. They're going to really build that title to be what it is because mm-hmm. you want a woman's champion and we want her to hold that title with honor and respect because obviously I had gone through and done all of that prior to with the belt being announced. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I just was really upset at the end result, not because – the other two weren't deserving, but just because I really, really had my <laughs> emotions invested in Sasha winning. So I kind of was like afloat with that. But then when I sort of got to um, the end, I was so tired. 
like so tired of screaming and chanting and I was yeah. I needed a break. So for, for me that match was a little bit slow um with Roman Reigns and Triple H but yeah. I still did enjoy it very much. Yeah. So. so So I was at SummerSlam and that by the end of that and that crowd was awful. That was a very negative miserable crowd and by the end of that I was done. I actually I still kind of have a hangover from SummerSlam. Like I have not I have not had as much fun watching wrestling since then. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I, I did hear SummerSlam was bad, mind you. I am a horrible wrestling fan, and I have not watched SummerSlam. <laughs> I have not watched Backlash. Um, so you actually kind of led me into the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about, which was yeah. women's wrestling. Now, Sasha Banks is my favorite wrestler. I actually took yeah. a seven-year hiatus from watching wrestling. Like I didn't watch it at all, and yeah. I okay. got the network because I was like, "Oh, cool! I could go back and watch all these old events that I liked." And That's I happened. Exactly what I yeah, I happened to watch NXT. I put on one episode, and it was the last episode before one of the takeovers, but it was when Charlotte and Sasha fought for the title one-on-one, and Charlotte won. And Charlotte came out yeah. and cut a promo, or Sasha came out and cut a ch- promo on Charlotte wearing the, if you're going to do it, do it with flare shirt, but she had the flare blacked out, and it said, do it like a boss. Yeah, and yeah, I do remember. I was like, oh my god, I don't know who this girl is, but she's awesome, and... I got oh, hooked yeah. hooked on NXT, huge Sasha Banks mark. That got me like really back into watching WWE full-time. So Absolutely. Uh, like you said earlier, uh, I think this was even before we started talking about the Four Horsewomen, they, yeah. they really were a big part of what made me love wrestling again. Um, Absolutely. I love that there are women who were getting the time to tell stories. They were having actual real characters, real matches, and the fans were invested in them. So... What I want to ask you is because my my view of the quote-unquote divas from back before I stopped watching was that they were just out there as eye candy. They were out there for the, the bathroom break, people always say. And I want to know, as a wrestling fan who is a woman, do you, do you feel like you as a, as a female fan is being represented more by the women who are out there now performing? Sorry, you're going to have to ask that question again. <laughs> Do you feel as a as a fan who is a woman? Do you feel like the women now are representing you more than what they were in the past? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, like you said, um, the four horsewomen got you back into wrestling, and I think when we were discussing this prior to going on air, um, I mentioned that too. That there were a massive, massive reason that I actually started being totally invested in women wrestling again. Um, because I wasn't liking, you know, what happened prior to, you know, with the divas and, like you say, the, the toilet breaks and whatever. And it was it was a very disrespectful thing. And um, equality was always wanted. And I think these new young girls that came up, they really raised the bar. And it it's just evolutionized. And I love everything about it. Everything that's been done is incredible. I love that they're getting merchandise. I love that they're getting, you know, three matches per pay-per-view. Or <laughs> there's different storylines or there's, um, you know, different things happening. Granted, the booking and the storylines aren't the greatest mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, you know, I love that they are actually being given equal time to what the men are getting. Right. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that too. Like, I, That's the thing is I remember right before WrestleMania, I had read something that no women's match in the history of WrestleMania had ever gone more than nine minutes. Right, okay. Like, nine, they never got into more than nine minutes. And then, obviously, the triple threat match with Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha got, I believe it was like 16, 17 minutes, which is almost yeah. double the amount of time the longest match had gone before. So, you're right. They're actually giving them time to do what they do now. And to, to be able to, uh, you know, have someone like a leader, um, you know, announce a new belt, um, that was a, a really big moment for me, too. So, I was so glad that I went to that WrestleMania where I actually saw that title being unveiled because that is like a symbol of, you know, WWE actually caring about these women um, and wanting these women to work really, really hard and just like all the men do. And, and now that they're being, you know, noticed for it, that, you know, they do work just as hard. They do do all the interviews and the media and the traveling and um, they barely get any recognition for it. So, um, yeah, I think it's fantastic, um, and I also believe that Stephanie is a major role in that too. Yeah, I uh, 
I love Stephanie. I think that she... It's actually a shame that they're... And I know you're not watching as much, but it's a shame that she goes out there and she talks a lot about equality for women and being a powerful woman, but then she gets, she's getting booed at the same time. So it makes wrestling fans look like they don't want women to have power or be yeah. strong. It, it, it's, it's almost a weird dynamic where you're booing a thing you're supposed to be cheering for. Yeah, I know. And I, and I guess that is somewhat her character too because mm-hmm. she will always be hated for the way she is and purely just because she is the heir to the throne. Yeah. <laughs> um, people will always boo her for that. People will always remember her for what she did. People think she's such a memorable, she's iconic. Like there's no one like Steffi. And to know that she works the schedules that she does and then, you know, she still has time to put her children to bed and mm-hmm. then train to be sleeping um, yeah. <laughs> and then to do it all again the next day. And, and same with Triple H. They are, you know, they are so admirable. I, I can't even express it. And I, I guess to have a really strong lady like that where all the, you know, all the women's wrestlers are going to look up to that too. So it's really sort of all forming to be quite empowering. Um, and you'll now see it with all these young girls who want to be wrestlers and all these young girls who feel, you know, they've, they fought mental illness or they they found a reason to um, invest themselves in someone who saved their life or, you know, just little things where these people are inspired. Um, I could only imagine what that feels like to be a, a female wrestler to know that it's changed so much in the last almost year or two years. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little over a oh. year since they came up. I think maybe like a year and three or four months since the sports women came up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Paige really set the bar, um, and, and, and so did AJ in that in that different character, that different person. Um, she, you know, both AJ and Paige weren't the typical blonde bombshells or you know fake boobs and all that sort of stuff to draw attention. It was always about their wrestling ability or their personality um, that really draws fans in. So yeah, I think it sort of also sort of started there, started there as well. Um, also, on an honorary mention to Summer Rae, <laughs> okay. I've always felt that she is fantastic, but never utilized the way she should be. Um, she is pretty, she is leggy, she is charismatic, <laughs> she's great on the mic, um, she's an awesome ballet, she's even better in the ring, um, just don't know why she doesn't get fortunate. I don't know either, because she... That's the thing is that they have so many women that they're not even like we haven't obviously Paige has had some injuries, but even before she got injured, she was like they weren't using her. Uh, Natalia for a long time. They weren't using her. Uh, Sasha Banks has been off TV for like months at a time just in her one year that she's been on the main roster. So they don't always use these women to the best of their abilities. But so now the other thing I want to know is, do you think having all these women like you'll, you'll see men at a show now wearing a Sasha Banks t-shirt or a Charlotte t-shirt or a Bailey t-shirt. Do you think that these women being so good now, um, do do you think it changes the perception of fans who are women now? Like, do you think people respect women as fans of wrestling more than maybe they did before? Absolutely. Um, They do. Um, Even for someone like myself, you know, people will always turn around and, be like, hey, I can't believe you're a popular female wrestling fan. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> I don't get it, you know. But, but it, it, it's always males saying that to me. Um, and it's, it's crazy. Um, I think there's the women have really changed, um, changed everything as much as people don't want to say it. Um, yeah. You know, like you said, there are so many guys out there wearing, you know, there are so many guys out there wearing women's merchandise the Four Horsemen's merchandise, but it's, it's, it's just, it's crazy to see because, you know, just a year ago, two years ago, all these women were being booed. Mm-hmm. Like, all these women were being treated like shit. Um, and then there was that whole Give Divas a Chance thing, which yeah. I really think it sort of took off from there. Um, and I actually um, want to go out on a limb here and say that if it wasn't for us fans protesting, a lot of this wouldn't be happening. Do you think so? Absolutely. If if the fans weren't heard, um, and if the fans, you know, you know, we were, there was a really big time when I was heavily involved in it when I was hashtagging this all over because everyone wanted more than just two minute 
of a match where you would just roll up and have a shitty ending and right. it was just like, um, and we wanted, we wanted, you know, storylines. We wanted, um, characters. Yeah. We wanted characters and we know these women have it, but they weren't allowed to show it. Um, and you know, it wasn't until this whole sort of empowerment thing happened, um, that, yeah, it just sort of took off. But I'm actually really shocked that the men that used to go to the toilet during it now, you know, going to shows only to see divas or women's wrestlers, should I say, is absolutely incredible. So, good on them. They really raised the bar. Yeah, they did. And it is funny because, like you just said, the matches would always end in a roll-up, and it's... It really was. <laughs> Why don't we get to see their finishers? Why don't they get to actually have a real match and that that's what i'm glad to see and we're we're seeing more of it but a lot of people criticize wwe for not listening to the fans and a lot of times they don't but this is one instance where i'm really glad that they did listen because they didn't have to and also from a business standpoint they were losing so much money by not listening to fans yeah no you're right like you said how many i'm actually drinking water out of a legit boss coffee mug so there you go it's <laughs> It's not even, they don't even have to do the work. It's just giving us what we want, which is the exposure and, you know, making sure that they, they should really utilize every female wrestler that they have. And look at them now. They're probably reaping in a lot of money from yeah. just those four horsewomen. Mm. Um, and that's why they headline because they know they're a draw. Um, so, yeah. Granted, I'm not the biggest Bailey fan. <laughs> no, you're you're the first person no. I've heard to say that. <laughs> I know, I, I I don't want to come out here and, and and say you know I'm a I don't want to you know shit talk on wrestlers because I absolutely <laughs> love them and what they do. I think I think Bailey is ex- extremely talented. I'm I just find it difficult to connect with her character. I can understand that, and again, we talked about this before. One, not everybody likes the same things. Like you can't. There are segments of the fan base that hate Roman Reigns and love Sami Zayn. And there are segments of the fan base that don't get Sami Zayn and love Roman Reigns. So it's, it's it goes both ways. So not everybody's going to like the same people. Exactly. And it's crazy to me. And people can't say that I only like the independent wrestlers or I only like independent people because, for me, I've never really liked your larger-than-life characters like your John Cena's and, and all that sort of stuff. But obviously Roman Reigns is you know, 10 years down the track will be the next John Cena, whether we like it or not. Um, And (laughs) me personally, when I saw him debut on NXT and I used to watch him in FCW as well, um, when I saw him on NXT, I was like, this man is going to be a star. He had one match on NXT. (laughs) So you knew immediately. Oh, yeah. The second he walked out, he had his trunks (laughs) on. He only had maybe a quarter sleeve. I was like, who is this guy? (laughs) Whatever. Then I looked at him and I'm like, no, he's going to be a star. And he had one match on NXT and then he was brought straight up to the main roster. So you might have known before they did. Probably. I'm probably a mind reader and I just don't know it yet. <laughs> you might be. Um, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. So because you are such a fan of the independents and because, like as I've told you before, I don't have time to pay a lot of attention to them. What to you is one promotion? So I, I watch a little bit of Ring of Honor when I have time, a little bit of New Japan. But what what is a an indie promotion I should maybe invest some time in getting to know? Definitely look into your um, UK based wrestling. So um, a lot of the British strong style wrestling. Um, so you've got a major company called Progress Wrestling, which is probably the biggest. Um, in UK, so it's based in London. Um, they do like your punk style, strong style wrestling. Who, um, it's it's just incredible. It's really, um, it's really small, close knit. But you'll, um, one of the co-owners actually will go through um, the crowd and sort of do a little bit of a, a talk in the ring, and will ask where people are from or where the far, farthest you know country or. Mm-hmm. continent from and we've actually had people from melbourne australia go to london to watch the you, you've been stuff. there yourself but, right no i haven't I, oh you haven't I will been be yet no um so well, i was really shocked when i was watching the show one of the episodes 
I saw that someone from Melbourne was there. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, there's people from Spain, there's people from, you know, um, Italy, there's people from New Zealand, all over the world that go to watch this. So um, it's really cool to see. The talent is phenomenal. Um, it's a completely different style of wrestling to WWE. Mm-hmm. It's a lot quick, uh, a lot quicker. It's more fast-paced. It's more um, interesting, in my opinion. It's, um, there's a lot of element to it. Um, there's not as much sort of yip-yap with storyline and, and whatnot. It's purely just based on getting in the ring and entertaining the fans, which is what I like. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, the... Um, these guys, these wrestlers and, and female wrestlers too, who are awesome on there, um, they'll have awesome entrances, um, just like you would in WWE, but just incredible. So I really like that. And then there's Rev Pro UK as well, the Revolution Pro. So a lot of your um, a lot of your WWE superstars have actually wrestled um, at these independent shows too, like your AJ Styles and your Danny Bryan. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's really cool to see that as well. Um, they're based. Um, in England as well, so they're really cool to see. Um, who else is there? So you think I should be... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're right. Um, I was just going to say I actually watched a lot of ICW too. I'm going to give a shout-out to that. So that's okay. Scottish wrestling. Yeah. Um, now, everyone who's, who's, knows. who wrestles there? Oh, well, everybody knows that I'm a Joe Coffey fan. <laughs> um, I don't know how many times God, even Joe Coffey knows I'm a Joe Coffey fan. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, he, he's my number one um, there. And then you've had your Drew Galloways that are there, Bram's there, uh, Grado's there. So there's a lot of people who go from TNA <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. Um, you'll have the, um, who else is there? Noam Dar recently, CWC. So. Okay. In, in these really rough independent shows. So personally, yeah, everyone needs to check it out at some point in time. All right. So I will pass these along to the people in my wrestling circle. Hopefully anybody who listens to this show, hopefully they pick one of these promotions and give them a chance. Um, yeah. I, I, like I told you before, I like that there's so many different styles, so many different ways to watch wrestling. You mentioned the CWC that to me, that was the best thing about it was that I got introduced to like, I only knew four or five of the guys before it started. And I liked that I got introduced to 27 new performers, and I got to see all these different styles that I'd never seen before. Um, that's, that's great. And that's exactly what Triple H wanted to do, was put exposure on the different styles from all over the world. So I, I have a good friend who says that Triple, Triple H's only concern is putting himself over. But, like you just said, he made it a point to put over these guys who nobody really knows because he loves the business so much. He does. And he will go to your independent shows himself and he will scout just like William Regal does. Um, And, you know, it's, it's hard to really say that. I guess that's a really big assumption to say that Triple H only really says that himself. I think when he really put himself just recently um, in the WrestleMania sort of scene was when, um, they were really lacking your larger than life superstars and, and all these guys were injured. I think it was last WrestleMania or prior to, there was like 12 or 13 superstars who were injured and were going to be out for WrestleMania. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it, it was a hard time. And when you're put in that position, it's really difficult being a co-owner to um, make that choice because at the end of the day, I don't really think he had it, the intention of putting himself over at all. I think he really was just made to do it because he had no other choice yeah it was backed into a corner and i guess he and, thought he could know, get roman over because people are supposed to hate him so much exactly or it could have been a vince mcmahon thing and um you know <laughs> vince son jump jump in there and do you do your work and do your work know, ultimately <laughs> ultimately the rules are always made by vince and the, everything's signed off by vince so it's not always up to triple h <laughs> yes all right, the last question I have for you is what would it, what would WWE have to do to make you start watching the product every week again? Is there anything stop they could have, do? Stop having so much product. <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't make you be have a full-time job by watching WWE. Yes. I I, I you know, I work, I I go to gym, I have a social life outside of work. <laughs> I'm 
you know, I'm branding, I'm doing my own thing right now right. and I'm traveling. I don't have time, nor do I have endless data on my phone to be watching this, <laughs> um, you know, to be watching a whole TWC series, which, by the way, is probably the only constant I've been watching since I've come back yeah. from <laughs> WrestleMania. Really? Um, <laughs> I really think there's just a lot of product to go through. Um, I, I believe what I find the most irritating is the ads and the complete repetition slash replays of things that have happened prior to. Right. <laughs> I find that I continuously fast forward through WWE products, um, and, and, and that's annoying. Like, I don't want to have to do that. Yeah. Um, and I also don't want to be one of those fans that's, like, sitting there being a Twitter keyboard warrior being like, fuck <laughs> this, I'm recording WWE because I'm not a fan. Right. Well, I'm just going to jump off. Like, I'm just I'm just going to give it a break and see if I like it later on down the track. And I'm slowly getting back into it. I just yeah. don't have a whole lot of time. But realistically, the one thing that shits me off about WWE products is the three-hour shows or the, the, the two pay-per-views and the two brands and the 14 pay-per-views a year. And it's just full on. It's full on. Yeah, um, it's a lot to deal with. And, and I, I want to invest my time in, in independent wrestling too because I feel these guys are, you know, busting their asses and I want to be able to support them too. So I prefer to support a lot of those guys and, and see the work that, I, that they do a lot more than what I would watch in WWE. I think I've done WWE a lot. Um, I've gone to a lot of their tours and I've met a lot of the wrestlers and, you know, I've, I know how they work and I know what they do. So it's, it's more or less um, just – interesting for me to try something different which is obviously the independent team so yeah um but to me yeah it's the products are a bit too long the shows are a bit too long um you flick through the network and you're just like wow there's all these <laughs> random original shows that are coming out like uh-huh. the shows and all these things like it's just crazy but you know um i feel it's somewhat getting back to um a good stage i have heard with the brand split um People are enjoying that thoroughly, especially SmackDown, so I've yeah. heard. Um, well, it's, so yeah, only, it's I, only two hours for one thing. There you go. Which is always good. And, yeah, I, th- I feel like the last three or four weeks, it's been better, significantly better than Raw. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Hey, SmackDown was always the, the better choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it still is. But, that, see, that's what you just said. One of the things I admire about you as a wrestling fan is – you invest the time you have in supporting the guys who haven't exactly made it yet. Yeah, I so mean, you're there for them when everybody else is not there yet. Yeah, and and you know, I yeah, I, I'm just a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're a very nice person. <laughs> I guess I must just be a nice person. Yeah. No, I I mean, it's not there because I'm like, oh, I want to be best friends with these people who aren't over yet. It's mm. not about that. It's about you know, just um, supporting these guys who are so talented that have not had the exposure that they deserve. Um, and then when you do start to give this exposure, um, you'll start to see people will be more invested and then that's when they actually start to take off. And it's like, whoa, don't forget me on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, I'm sure but... they won't forget you on the way up. Um, yeah. I know we both said we have not seen the finale of the Cruiserweight Classic yet, but we do both know who won. Uh, yeah. Are you surprised that TJ Perkins won? I am surprised, but I'm not upset. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I had obviously I had my preference and my choice in in Zack Sabre Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, purely because I think he's incredible. Um, but TJ Perkins is it's a phenomenal choice. Um, I think it's the choice for WWE. Granted, yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know he's got the look, he's got the skill, he's got story um you know coming from a really bad background Mm -hmm. being homeless um and then you know going through various different um companies to try and make something of himself for you know someone to actually see his true potential to be given this on the big stage and then winning it is like the greatest story of all time like for me personally i think that's a great road to success Mm -hmm. um and it couldn't have been given to a, a more humble guy so i really think that uh, that's incredible. I mean, just last year, he was booted out of TNA out of his own choice. Oh, it really? It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't even his choice. Yeah. He, wow. He was, um, he, I think his contract ran out or he just got released. Or And, I, I, you know, I turned around and I looked. When I read the results for the <laughs> CWC, I, I was like, you know what, TNA, you fucked up. <laughs> because, 
that is like the ultimate kick in the face is that, you know, you're going to boot this guy off, that's cool, we'll give him a contract and we'll make him a fucking millionaire and we'll put him on the best station and all. And I, I don't know, I just think that it was fantastic. Um, yeah, and he's, he's super entertaining too. He's very entertaining to watch. Very entertaining. Um, and, yeah, I got to see him in Evolve, which was, like I said, I got more promotion <laughs> Dallas, which was really cool, um, and he was sort of like a free agent then. Um, it was pretty cool. The ring announcer was still putting him over, being like, "This guy deserves, um, you know, to be somewhere and, and make something." You know, he was show, utilizing and showing his talent, um, and then just to see, you know, six months later, he's in the WWE. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he'll probably be on Raw next week. Will you exactly. at least tune in to see him on Raw? I will. I will. It's, okay. It's just hard. They don't have cable, and, and the time zones are crazy. Oh, so yeah. when I'm watching, when Raw is live, it's actually 10 o'clock in the morning on a work day. Yeah, so, so it's tough I for you. <laughs> it's very tough for me to watch it live. Um, <laughs> I when I was a junior student, it's different when you're working, and you don't have the time, and you can't really do those things. So I try and watch it as much as I can, but I will absolutely um, tune into that. Uh, I want to mention with WWE as well that I'm, I'm really grateful that they are scouting a lot of independent talent now and I yeah. think because there is such a, um, a huge demand for independent talent that um, Triple H can see the potential in that and obviously see it from a business standpoint in terms of money as well um, to really wrap their hands around these incredible guys so hence why I said people like Will Ospreay and Ricochet um, you, 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 I honestly wouldn't be surprised if you do see them in the WWE down the track because, uh, yeah I'm sure we will and not yeah. too not too far from now. Um, so before we get out of here, is there anything you want to plug? Any of your social media? Uh, anything else? <laughs> Just follow me on. Also, that shiv.xo. It's all pretty similar. All right, your um, audio your audio cut out there for a second. So plug it one more time. <laughs> so. Just on my Snapchat, it's shiv.xo, and then my Twitter handle is shiv with four Vs, XO. <laughs> it's all, all pretty right. similar. Yes. So I, I will vouch for you. You are very entertaining to follow. You post a lot of Thank funny you. snaps. Um, you post a we'll lot of good wrestling you. stuff. So I recommend highly for anybody who's listening to follow you on either of those platforms. And uh, apparently, I, um, apparently I have boobs. So, um, guys, if you like boobs and wrestling shirts, follow me. Uh, yes, you will like you will like that if that's what you like. <laughs> and and even, even if you don't like that, you're still fun to follow. Exactly. Uh, you're, you're more than just that. Thank you. I hope I you know that. It. So I hope you yeah, had I, fun. I did. I absolutely did. Thank you for having me on. It was really cool. Um, this is like my first proper podcast. So I'm really excited. <laughs> well, hopefully you had enough fun that you'll want to come back on again. Uh, I will. We could, we could talk about some more stuff. You could educate me a little more on the indies. Um, absolutely. <laughs> maybe. I will now go and tell all of these wrestlers that I ranted about them. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then next <laughs> time you could rant about a bunch of different ones and then tell them. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And then they'll all be show you see scratch my back i scratch yours exactly so this this is going to be a beautiful (laughs) partnership i think (laughs) hopefully as long as i don't get absolutely um slaughtered by co-workers and other people for being a triple h fan or being a roman reigns fan (laughs) um anyone who slaughters you for that uh send them my way and i'll have a talk with them okay all right well shivani it was a pleasure talking to you it was a lot of fun having you on the show uh I know you're you're in the morning still. I'm getting into the latter parts of Friday night. So I look forward to talking to you again. And Absolutely. until then, forward. though, take care of yourself. Hit the gym. I totally am. All right. Well, enjoy your weekend, and I will talk to you soon. You too. All right. Take care. Have a great night. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. So there you have it, Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast listeners. That was the iconic Shivani all the way from Down Under in Australia. I hope you had a good time listening. I had a good time talking to her about her favorites on the indies, her love for Triple H. Can't wait to have her back on the show again. 
But for Shivani, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. This madness, they talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with this elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.